Yo. Yo. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. Shots fired for fuck's sake. Shots fired for fuck's sake. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. You know that shots fired. Shots fired, yeah. What's good, people? It's your latest Shots Fired episode with myself, Michael Morgan, and Kairos Bodley. Gentlemen, how are we doing? You first, Mr. Bodley. You've got you've got trauma that you just go on load. Listen, Lord, no Lord. matter what, I'm blessed and highly favored. No matter what happens, I always rise to the top. And this is no different. My gear is going to be replaced. I'm going to be happy. No matter what. As long as someone doesn't hop in our spaces, starting the bullshit again, we'll be good. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Every single week, there's some kind of like drama going down <laughs> in spaces. Or, or is it just me? Because it, it, it strikes me, since spaces have actually been um, given to everybody else, uh, people seem to be jumping into other people's spaces to try and organize interviews and to try and like, you know, get phone numbers and to try and get people's contact details, which nah, it's not ever going to fly on a spaces which any of us three are running or that I'm party to as a co-host ain't ever going to, ever going to fly. I, I, I agree with you, but I think, I think, uh, well, I I don't know if you've interacted with Lucas. To, to, uh, I don't know if you've interacted with Lucas in the past, so I don't know if you know his demeanor and, and what have you. And I I understood. I, I understood that he was joking. I could tell by the like the the tone of his voice. And maybe you couldn't at, at that situation. I mean, obviously, if you didn't know somebody, and then it, it didn't help that we had two people prior to like, hey, Darren, do you want to come interview us? So. I think just to rewind, I would say slightly, it it will be more fairer to our listeners for them to kind of like understand exactly what we're talking about. Kairos kindly hosted an incredible spaces over the weekend, this past weekend, just gone, um, starting in the prelim portion of the card, which we'll try and like forget the main event. But anyway, that's beside the point. Kairos kindly set up these spaces and we were going to have like uh, an, an array of guests, an array of guests had actually been asked to pass through. And the first person to pass through in our Twitter spaces, which for those of you who don't know, it's the Twitter um, or Twitter equivalent of Clubhouse. So it's in audio form, a social media platform like Twitter is now using the audio aspects of our phone. So you can interact, you can speak with people. Um, just like you do on Twitter, but just with audio. Anyway, cut to the chase now. We had expressly asked after somebody had in the crowd, in the audience, tried to hook an interview from uh, one of our invited guests. We had expressly asked that people not do that. We thought it was disrespectful, thought it was cheeky. If you wanna build your own contacts up, this is what you do on your own time, not on ours. So we had actually made that clear. We had also said, these guests basically are coming through on their own time. You could hear the melee that was going on in the background when Darren Stewart actually took 
the microphone. He was at a children's party and he'd expressly said to me, look, I don't know how I'm going to juggle this, but I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it happen. We're going to do this. Now for Lucas, um, uh, an esteemed journalist, so I'm told, I've not interacted with him other than, you know, a passing like or a retweet, which he's given me. But for him to come to that arena, to come to that stage, to come to that platform and trying to uh, run jokes from his perspective. And the joke was, okay, Darren, I've been chasing you for a while now. You have been cold shouldering me. You have been uh, ignoring me. You've basically been leaving me on red. After we'd explained all of that, for that to be his opening gambit. And it was the last question as well that we'd thrown out to the audience. For him to come like that, I had to put him in this place. Jokes or no jokes, this ain't the time for jokes. This wasn't the platform to do it. This wasn't the person to run jokes with. And especially, you know, I have to credit Kairos with his calm demeanor, his lovely persona. Kairos, you are not the one to basically tell people in public where they are fucking up. I am. Yes. Anyway, as you were, Chisanga, I think I kind of like filled in the context there. So yeah, no, you, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were presenting the case for the prosecution. Um, I, sorry, sorry, for the defense for young Lucas. Yeah, like as, as I said, <laughs> when, I did see when, when Lucas joined. Uh, so maybe he, he may very well have missed the... Um, the, uh, the laying down of that rule that, uh, that, you, that you put down, obviously, because of the situation where we had somebody jump in and basically request an interview with Darren. Look, as I said, I could tell it was a joke. I mean, I can understand why you're frustrated and, and what have you, but he's a nice kid, good kid. And uh, that sounds very condescending when I say that. He's a, he's a nice bloke. He's a very nice bloke. He didn't, he didn't mean to do anything bad by it, so... I, I um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him, I'll give him a little shout. I like Lucas. He's reached out to me for advice in in the past, and yeah, had great interactions with him. So, but this is a warning to anybody else that comes to our spaces. <laughs> that uh, that was your warning shot. Yeah, this is this is this is the warning. This is a warning that it, to anybody else that comes into our spaces that that is not the uh, way we roll. But. Fair play to him, though. I mean, to go on Twitter and to yeah, of course, and I mean that without context to his entire timeline, obviously tagging us all in it, I think takes some balls because a lot of people can come and run their mouth on the timeline and then bounce without any word of apology. Alex Scafidi, <laughs> Alex Scafidi. Now, the way that I look at it, I love the way in which he kind of embraced that he fucked up and immediately try to make amends well that's just a that's just a measure of, of the man right to if if you uh piss somebody off and you you do your utmost to to rectify the situation but anyway i thought it was a joke and moving on speaking of of jokes <laughs> right now people we've kind of got a, a joke of a situation with the uh the proposed main event for the ufc 264 obviously that's meant to be conor mcgregor against dustin poirier now, unless you've been hiding under a rock or having a social media blackout, you'll know that Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier engaged in a war of words over uh, McGregor's supposed charity donation. If you'll remember people uh, in the build-up to UFC 260, uh, 
257, sorry, Connor said that he planned to donate, I think, half a million dollars, which equates to like 363,000 pounds for our English listeners. Jump change. Jump change. <laughs> Jump change. <laughs> Justin Poirier's Good Fight Foundation. Now, the the the, the donation was, was met with, uh, well, praise for Connor, obviously. But I mean, th- this is a man that's been in the headlines for... Uh, variety of reasons over, over over the recent years and it was it was a good thing that he was doing but that donation has yet to be uh has yet to be sent and dustin poirier called out connor saying basically uh, I, I don't, I don't want to say bitch where's my money at but yeah <laughs> no <laughs> basically you he, he, he put he put connor on blast saying that you've yet to make good on your your promise and obviously it's a promise to charity now connor and i think I'm, I'm, by, I'm not by no means defending him, but I think he uh, quite rightly came back and said, look, I wanted proof of where the, the, these funds would go because obviously we know that charities siphon off money and what have you. Look, I mean, we only have to look at Black Lives Matter. You've seen the the lady. She's bought four very, very nice plush houses with uh, allegedly with donations. We'll, we'll say that. So I can understand why Connor was, uh, came back and said that. I want to go to Kairos first about this. Kairos, what's your thoughts on this whole whole saga? Was, I'm trying to think, was Dustin Poirier A, right in calling out Conor McGregor in that, in that sense? And B, do you think this is just them trying to cause a Ferrari for the fight? Um, I think Dustin Poirier was kind of right, but it was, it's a few things that are a little bit murky in the situation. Firstly, Dustin Poirier was sitting there talking about I'm over this, but yet you're tweeting about it all night. You're over, you're over him not donating money to this charity, but you've been tweeting for about it for 12 straight hours. So let's just get that out of the way. You're not over this. You're, you're butthurt about it. And if it was that big of a deal for you, why didn't you give him the simple information he's asked for? He's giving you $500,000. Your charity is worth $500,000. Yeah. That is 100% of what you've earned over the last course of what? 10 years of you doing this? Give him the information. I wouldn't wire you money in either without information like that. What Connor should have said is it's a donation, not an obligation. Give me my information and I'll give you that money. That's all he should have done. He should have kept it moving. If Dustin wants to keep belly aching about it, fine. Let him keep. It's my money. It's his prerogative. But before we go further, Connor never should have given his word that he was going to donate that money to. I want that to be clear. I don't want people to say, Carlos, you're different. No, I'm not. You don't ever give your word on something and then don't follow through with it. If he didn't receive that ex- information, you should have expressed it to Dustin before the fight, after the fight, and then the days preceding instead of him just going radio silent. Do I think this is promotion for the next fight? I mean, we don't really need promotion for the next fight, but sure, every good thing helps. Do I think this was planned, though? No. I think Connor is that sleazy of a person to say, nah, you ain't getting this money. If I won, I would have given you the money. I feel like that. if Connor would have won that fight, he would have been like, okay, Dustin's a good boy from the little s- streets of Louisiana. I'm going to give him this money to help them children. But since he lost that fight, he told y'all there's no more Mr. Nice Guy. It's fucked them kids now. That's, that's what it comes oh, down to. It's fucked oh, the kids. He's doing the Bernie Mac. Fuck them kids. Oh, <laughs> Mike, what's, what's your uh, your thoughts on Kyrus's, uh response to uh, McGregor Poirier Gate? I think uh, Fly Guy from um, uh, a, a well known uh, movie said it best. The way that I look at it is, it's original piece written by me, Fly Guy. And I want to dedicate this piece to all you players and all you ladies out there. 
name of this piece is called My Bitch Better Have My Money. My bitch better have my money. Through rain, sleet, or snow. It was a Shakespeare. My hoe better have my money. I'm telling you, that boy's a genius. Tell it. Not half, not some, but all my cash. Because if she don't, I'm going to put my foot dead in her ass. Now, for me, that kind of says it all. You can't make a commitment. You can't make a promise and say that you're a man of your word. And then stiff a guy after not once, not twice, but thrice. You were asked for certain details, and this is Dustin Poirier. He provided those details, apparently, allegedly. The communication went cold. So how else is he going to get recompense? How else is he going to get that promise made into a promise kept, but to take it to an arena where Connor seems to be quite vociferous. Connor seems to be quite verbose. Connor seems to be quite the, uh, the champion for uh, airing people's business out. I mean, we've seen how this played out elsewhere in Connor's narrative. So I personally think that Dustin was dead right in doing this. Call him out. You're out there flossing and uh, showing your $1 million, sorry, $1.5 million watch. I don't know why I'm holding up for your, the audio listeners my, uh, <laughs> my, my, my Christmas present, which uh, I don't think was $1.5 million. But anyway, the way that I look at it is this. Connor... Dustin, I do not think that this is to hype the fight. I think that this is real because in putting the name of the Good Fight Foundation out there and the context of which is now the reason why you didn't get this money is because we had to do our due diligence. We had to check and have the background uh, of this company uh, not only looked into, but for you to come back and tell us how this would be spent. Where was the due diligence? Where was the, uh, the, the, the arduous investigation when Connor was out there delivering PPE? Yeah. When Connor was out there um, saving uh, local gyms to him? And it's perfectly within his right, but doing all this charity work, which we have had thrust into our timelines because you know he's not made us um, forget that. Now, to get straight back to the point, I personally feel if this had, or, or if, if this could have been settled and closed behind um, doors, which weren't so widely open as they are now, it would have done. This was Dustin's last resort. I can imagine how infuriating it must be to look at timeline after timeline of retweets of that watch where, you know, you've got this ostentatious timepiece being push in your face and all you're waiting for is that $500, sorry, $500,000 to land in the Good Foundation's coffers. I think he was right. Yeah, no, I, I see I see both sides to it. And you raise a good point there. Yeah, Connor has done a myriad of, of charitable things, most notably last year during the midst of the, uh, the height of the pandemic as well. In Ireland, he bought, I think it was a million euros worth of... Uh, 
worth the PPE, which I mean, that's that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. I, I don't know what the pound to euro exchange rate is at, at this moment. Still a lot of money. Yeah, it's still still a lot of money. And I mean, he 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 has obviously shown a philanthropic side to it. And I think with proper twelve, a certain percentage of it goes to first responders. First responders. Yeah, we got to give him props uh, props for that. But I mean. I, I, I think he's got to he's got to take the rough with, with this one because you can't take the plaudits of oh yeah he's making a five hundred thousand uh, dollar donation in the build up to it oh look how charitable he's being but then not make good in the promise and then expect people to still hold you in that same light do you know yeah. what I mean it, yeah from the outside from an outsider's perspective it looks as if you've just pro- made that promise to make yourself look a bit better to give yourself a bit better publicity in the build up to your return. And then you just haven't followed through. But I mean, as I said, I see both. I see both sides. Like I see, I see merits and I see holes in both both of their arguments. So, but I mean, what what do you think happens now? Like Connor obviously said that the the fight is off, and like he just tweeted a couple hours ago that um, he's trying to build the foundations. He was very like we we know no yeah he's yeah he's he's, he's subtweeting basically. <laughs> he wants to build the foundations of another fight. I mean, if it's not Dustin, who? Who? Who is it going to be? I'm going to go to Mike on this. Who would you like to see opposite Mr. McGregor on July 10th? I think they should scrap uh, Leon Edwards and Nick Diaz. and Sorry, and uh, Nate Diaz. I do Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, three. But just on that, just I, I know this wasn't what you were asking, but just on that, look at how the toys have been thrown out the pram from somebody who was genuinely trying to give money, who was genuinely trying to make a donation. Now this sticks in my throat to say this, as you both know, and G would attest to, oh, big up G, no G this week, she will be back in the chair next week. But as you three would attest, I'm a Connor Stan. So it hurts, it pains, it's actually quite hard for me to actually get these words out but facts are facts if he were so keen to actually get this donation and to do the good work um, that he said that he would be doing by way of this donation to make that happen there's a lot of yapping before this is happening the amount of energy the amount of gusto that he's given to his rhetoric so far he could have spent that energy in writing that check this is true this is very true. Kairos, if it's not Dustin Poirier, who do you want to see? It's it's he, it's so dumb right now because everyone's really booked up. I guess throw RDA because RDA doesn't have a fight right now, I don't think. Maybe RDA or Islam, I, I guess, are his options. I'm just, I'm so fed up with this. <laughs> that ain't happening. Islam, nah, nah, nah. I feel like the Islam fight would be funny. But oh, okay, it'd be, fine. It'd be good. Well, no, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but I mean... Personally, I don't think the matchmakers would sign up <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think he wins that fight. I don't think right. he- that's fine. I, I, I want to see it. So, yeah, I, I think give him RDA because that was a fight that was supposed to happen. That was high profile and it just didn't yeah. happen. And it is what it is. But at this point, I'm just so sick and tired of people holding up that division. Like I told y'all two weeks ago, it's, it needs to be done. Dustin, if you're so upset about it, then don't fight him and fight some real challengers and fight for a title. Like enough of this. Stop dancing. Or, I don't want to hear it with how upset he is about this and how passionate he is. I want to hear no more bullshit about him wanting to, I'm going to take it out on you when I fight you for not donating to my chair. Just don't fight him. If it's based off a of principle alone, just don't fight him then. 
Don't fight. That'll do more damage to his career than you fighting him. Don't fight him again. Fight other challengers and win the title. I'm like, I get it. People were going to benefit from it. He's a man of principle. He's presented him as such. But still, you said you were over it. Be over it. Be <laughs> over Connor. Let the game push past by him. Because at this point, it just seems like everybody's just lying. That's the problem when I see this stuff. Everyone's like, it's Dustin versus Connors. Word. No, both of them are not telling the truth in some form or fashion. And it's proven. Both of them have been lying. So I just like, fight someone else, Dustin, if it's that big of a deal for you. Fight someone else. Can I have but another quiet? Can I yep. have another quiet, the cherry? How about Kamzat Jemayev? No! No! This okay. McGregor. And Ali Abdelaziz, I think he told MMA Junkie uh, in a recent interview that he said, Hamza, be ready for the summer. You know what? I'd be down for it. Those two have been taking jabs at each other on social media for a while now. Uh, I mean, at 170, it would have to be at 170, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be down for it. I'm sure Connor would be down for it as well. I mean, we'll put a poll out with, with this video and we'll, we'll ask the people if they, if they want to see that. I mean... But can you imagine, can you imagine what people would be like, Dana White is pushing Hamza to the, to the stars right now and then only start fighting your four fight in UFC? Oh, God. Can you, can you imagine the uproar if that was to come to fruition? It I mean, would be fire. Oh, it would be. 100%. 100%. But... You're welcome, Dana White. It would be terrible. <laughs> this fight would be absolute ass. Here's why. Leading up to the fight, the trash star's going to be horrible. Connor's just going to eat him up. Hamzat's not going to be able to say anything with except for smash. I'm going to dominate. I'm going to smash these guys. All right, that's stupid. And the people who get hype over that, you're dumb. That's not even funny. <laughs> then you get into the fight. The fight's not going to be competitive because Hamzat's just going to wrestle him to death. So you're going to have a, a person who just raised off of this high-profile fight against an opponent who's not even a welterweight. And then that superstar is just going to leave because he's going to be so embarrassed by the outcome of the fight. You lose everything in this fight. Because then Hamza gets raised up in the rankings and he's not even ready to compete at that level. And then he gets smashed in a few fights either way. So it's just like, I don't want to ever hear about anybody fighting Hamza Shemaev that's ranked outside of the, or inside of the top 10 ever again until he actually beats them. I don't want to hear it no more. You might as well give him Tyron Woodley. Like, I don't want to hear no more of anybody being competitive and fighting Hamza. That's it. That's all I can. Yeah, hold on a minute. Forgive me if I'm definitely here. Forgive me if I'm gaslighting you, but you found it quite palatable that um, Leon Edwards was going to fight Kamzat Shemaev. Where's no, the love? No, that's the not love? true. That's not true. That is not true. I said that fight is stupid. I said that fight is dumb because Leon's going to murk him. He has no business fighting Leon. I was hyped about the fact that he was going to get his star crushed in front of an actual competitor but I wasn't happy about that fight being matched because I didn't like the way that they treated Leon with that, with them parlaying and taking away his ranking, forcing him to fight that. You wouldn't have done that to anybody else. You wouldn't have done that to one of your other fighters, but you did that to Leon. So that's why I was hyped. I was like, good, Leon's about to fuck up your plans. But that was it. I wasn't in favor of the fight. All right. Michael, the mic is with you now. No, it's my mic. It's my, I'm second. Don't you dare take my time. I'm next. I am next. We've got next. He has we got have... A Thank you. Plan. We have to Thank stick you. Anywho, I was trying to take my shine. <laughs> what what's the dude's name? Dylan Dennis was on this video podcast with this guy from the podcast, The Brilliant Idiots. I can't remember his name, but that was the podcast that he's on. 
but he also does his own thing too. And they were just talking about normal stuff. And I knew it was already up to no good because they were sipping on alcohol. Well, not they, Dylan was drinking and no one else was drinking. So it basically looked like a setup and they made sure to like position him. I don't know. It just felt like they were setting him up to say dumb shit. And he just walked right into it. Cause that's, he just says dumb shit. And so out of nowhere, he says, do you want to know why GSP retired? And they're like, okay. He's like, cause he got pause, a strip pause, of pause, pause, pause. I think just to give this okay. the gravitas that it needs, I've got the audio here that will bolster exactly what you're about to, um, well, basically unpack. You can look it up. George St. Pierre says he's the most scared person ever. He's the best fighter, you know? Dude, I, I, did you watch him on Rogan? Yeah, I, I watched he a little is, bit. Amazing. Bro. His haircut, though? Bro, it's a little crazy. crazy. It's a little crazy. No, needs to he looks like Guile best. from Street Fighter. But he looks like... <laughs> Yeah, he looks like my fucking salon artist. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like a salon, bro. It's just ridiculous, bro. But, like, he's the type of dude I'm know about him? I, 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 I don't know. What, what? Know about what? Have a couple more sips and then tell us. Yeah, no, what, what? Know about what? He loves the pie pitches. He loves them. Loves them. Loves them. Loves them. Okay. 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 Really? In you know, Montreal? Why yeah, you Montreal? want me to tell you why he retired? Why? I, 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 I'll fucking teach him. <laughs> 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 you know why he retired the first time? Why? 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 He got, he got a stripper pregnant. No. Swear to God. He has a kid, yeah. Swear to God. Did he, did he knee it? What did he? I actually like... <laughs> Blind me! <laughs> girl, with that haircut, I, I had to bear with that haircut. It was a charity event for him. <laughs> Back to you. Oof. Here's here's my issue with the situation. Before we go any further, everyone has this perception of GSP being this saint, this perfect man, this deity. Here's all I'm saying. He's lived a very secret life. There's a lot that we do not know about George St. Pierre, from who he truly is as a person to the fact that he had a secret wedding with a fiance that nobody knew about for years for the majority of it. So all I'm saying is this. We can't dismiss this. We can't just brush this under the rug. I know Dylan Dennis is a sleazebag. I know we don't like him. I know he says dumb stuff, but we just can't take information that's random and just completely discard it just because it's coming from a specific source. I think we need to look into this for a second because let me calm down. It's dumb. It's dumb. But I'm just saying we need to look. I don't want people to just say, oh, that can't happen. GSP would never do something like that. We don't know these people. We don't. That's all I'm saying. What do you got to say, Mike? I want to jump in to say that I'm glad that I played the audio because the words didn't come out of your mouth, Kairos. It came out of Dylan Dennis's mouth and it's in the public arena. We merely facilitated the words, the phraseology, and indeed the exact terms under which this took place. It's quite clear there was a lot of drinking going on there. It's quite clear that there was a lot of um, wild things being said because drink was involved. But I'm sure you've been there, Kairos, that drink has the ability to loosen your tongue, to enable those uninhibited feelings to come out. So beneath all of this veneer, there must be uh, maybe allegedly a, a, a smattering of truth that Dylan, in Dylan's, uh, in Dylan's uh, eyes, there's a smattering of truth. Now, for him to say that with his chest, I don't believe it was just the Siroc that was talking. There may be, I mean, they say this, there's no smoke without fire, but there may be an element of truth to this 
according to Dylan Dennis, because the way in which he confidently put that, the way in which it so freely flipped out of his mouth, flopped off his tongue, makes me feel as though he believed that with his chest. And you're right. I can say this without fear or favor um, and repercussion. Yep, it's clear that George St. Pierre likes the pipe. There's no dispute about that. We've seen the pictures. I've seen the video. So you can't tell me, George, that, you know, you don't like laying pipe. So that being said, what Dylan Dennis said, and I have to keep drawing us back to what Dylan Dennis said, uh, perhaps in Dylan Dennis's mind has an element of truth. Yeah, man. But I think it's such a... Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, that it's such a defamatory statement to be making that, that one wouldn't say it unless there was an element of truth. But let's not, like, Dylan Dennis is no stranger to saying some, uh, what's the word I'm putting it, saying some stupid shit, for lack of a <laughs> He's no stranger to that. Let, um, does anyone contest that, that statement? No one does. So I, I, I just don't know how you can say that because unless it's come from the man himself or a, a close friend of his, this most likely is probably second or third hand information and what have you. Maybe people have just drawn to put two and two together or uh, maybe George did go off and have a kid allegedly. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was the reason why he left allegedly. I don't know, but to say with, as you say, to say it with his chest and I don't think he was drinking Ciroc. I think there was a bottle of proper 12 there. So maybe <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was about a proper 12. Was. He, he was. He was so gassed and felt like he could uh, flap his gums in, in, in such a way. But to say that with no concrete proof, I just, I mean, as, 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 as I said earlier, Mike, if you were to say that in the UK, you'd have litigation up to your eyeballs. You, would, like, you, you wouldn't be able to get away with that. And I mean, I know the, uh, the video hasn't really done the rounds so far in the MMA community, but... I wouldn't be surprised when we wake up tomorrow. It's a, it, it's a big talking point. But you know, I'll throw this back to you then, Kairos. I'm, I'm intrigued by how confident that Dylan Dennis was, given how litigious Americans are. I mean, tell me if I'm getting out of line here, but you guys are very, very quick to get people in court. Where is he getting this confidence from unless... There is an element of truth in his mind that he can actually bring forward as fact. One thing that I'm starting to realize is that the circle between a lot of fighters within a specific community isn't as large as we might think it is, especially for the UFC is concerned. It's only 500 of them. It's only 500, maybe like 600 maximum. So people know stuff. People hear stuff. People say stuff. He's sure it's second and third hand. But here's my issue, though. I don't think we should discredit him just because he has a reputation for saying stuff that's wrong or stating hyperbole or satire. Because like I said, like you said, we've seen the pictures of this man. We've seen the stuff that he does. He's a, he's a God and he's a deity in, in certain locations. And so why wouldn't he indulge? And he has. He has. Even, even I remember reading stuff about his secret wedding and seeing the pictures and stuff. And I was like, wasn't he in a jacuzzi with like eight women like a few months ago? <laughs> That's true, though. You can look. I'm not, I didn't make that up. That's not that a lie. I, I, saw the, I saw the picture. Kairos, Kairos let's, let's not forget the word of 2020. 
he could be in an entanglement. He could be in that. He could be in an entanglement. Absolutely. An open relationship. An open relationship. I mean, that's, that's, it's very, uh, it's very, it's a, I, I don't want to say millennium. It's a, it's a post-millennium thing, open relationships, really. So that could be, that could very well be the case, but it just doesn't okay. sit well with me. It doesn't sit, sit well with me that Dylan Dennis has come out and said something like this. Maybe, maybe he'll, he'll, he'll live to regret it once the podcast comes out. And then it turns out that that's not the case. And, I mean, to even even if it's true, even if it's true, I don't think he should have revealed the occupation of of the uh, the the alleged woman because that that adds an element of seediness into it, and uh, it, uh, again, it's kind of a defamatory nature and like making people making people question George St. Pierre, like, oh, well, is he, is he allegedly sleeping with, with strippers or whatever? Do you know what I mean? So that's their problem, though. That's, no, that's, 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 their, that's their opinion on sex workers. That has nothing to do with what the person says. If they view sex workers as less than, that's on them. That has nothing to do with the person delivering the message. That's my issue with that, too. It's okay that she, he said that she's a stripper. If she's a stripper, she, there's nothing wrong with being a stripper. No, there's nothing wrong if with you, that. If you got a problem with people saying that she was a stripper, then that's on you how you receive the information. Also, we can't forget of two things. One, a broken clock is right at least twice. So Dylan, gets, you could say Dylan be lying, all this stuff. Okay, we aren't even going to go down that route. Would you have the same opinion if Ariel Hawani broke this type of news? Not the way that Dylan did it, but he just said, there's some news surfacing about George St. Pierre having an alleged child with so-and-so who has the occupation of so-and-so. Would we come at it with the same scrutiny and the same way that we are coming at it because Dylan Danis said it is my question. No, I, we, we wouldn't because Ariel's a reputable reporter and Ariel's not drunk. As, as, like, as, that's the problem, though. That's the problem. That's this, a, what, what if they don't have the same... They have the same level of information and evidence, but because he's a journalist, we're going to weigh one higher than the other? If I they get, don't have evidence, they don't have evidence. It's going to be the same. I get, I get what you're saying, but I believe Ariel would have had multiple people corroborate it, whereas... I'm not trying to question. We're assuming, we're hoping because of his, because of how highly we regard him, though. That's the whole thing. True, but like, I mean, we, we, we've we all seen people just in general just regurgitate uh, hearsay and then that, it come back to, to, to bite them in the backside. So, I mean, anyway, I've I, personally, I don't believe it. You, do you know what I mean? I, I, know, I, know, I know George, I know George, uh, I think it even, even in one of the countdowns, it might have been, a countdown or the HBO special for the um, the BJ Penn fight was it a UFC ninety four or wh wh whichever one whichever it was it was the second one it showed him uh, or it was one of the countdowns it was one of the fights I don't think it was the Penn one but he he was partying in the club and one in, in in one of the countdowns but anyway I don't think that he um, as Dylan Danis said piped a stripper and got her pregnant and then left this sport because of that I mean. <laughs> it just baffles me. Like it was, it was, it was laughable, and it's. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. I mean, the video, uh, I, the account. I'm trying to think of who the guy is. It's uh, MMA Addict Two on uh, on Twitter. You guys can can search it for it. We'll we'll see how long it's up there for. <laughs> we we don't, we don't know if it's going to be up there for much longer. You can draw your own conclusions from it, but I take it with a huge, huge pinch of salt. We know it's your boy. Just say it. Just say it. No, he's not. Say my, say my friend would never do that to his wife. Say it.
Look, I'm being completely impartial. I'm just I'm just saying it as saying saying it as it is. I'm not completely. I, I, yeah, I said I did. I, I just I don't believe it. But I'm not saying it's it's completely beyond the realms of possibility. Hold on a minute, though. Isn't George Stempier your man's though? How 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 how's he, how's he my man? Like, how's he's he? boy. <laughs> That's why I said that. You're you're saying that as if like, you, I'm not going to come out and say. Uh, Say that's my boy, like Chris Weidman's dad. I ain't gonna come and say that. still my boy. <laughs> I, I don't know why I had it in my head though, Jasanga, that you were kind of tight with GSP. No, we've we've we've, we've done a few interviews before. Uh, here we is coming out now. No, I, but I'm just saying. I'm just, but I'm just like what? So I'm not allowed to 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 side on. <laughs> to, to, to dismiss a potentially libelous claim against somebody just because I've had a few interviews with them. But you're compromised. You're, yeah, compromised. Compromised. you're too close. You're too close to the situation. Speaking of George Saint, the first time I actually interviewed him was I was in New York uh, for UFC 208. Don't ask why I was there. It was actually UFC 208 was meant to be UFC 209, and there was talk of the Diaz brothers fighting in New York. So I just, I just shot my load early. I was just like, you know what? I'm booking it. I'm going to be going. Blah 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 blah. It turned out to be the inaugural uh, women's featherweight title fight. So. I leave, I leave my, uh, my fiance at the hotel and I'm walking to go get the subway to go to Brooklyn because it was at the Barclays Center. And I see this guy from, from the hotel. I didn't have any glasses on or whatever. And I, I looked, I, I thought I recognized him. Then I got a bit closer. I realized it was George St. Pierre. And I said to this woman, oh, is, is that George St. Pierre? She didn't have a fucking clue <laughs> who it was. Didn't have a clue who it was. He was, uh, he'd just come out of a hotel and he was trying to hail a taxi to go to, to Renzo's. And he was actually trying to haggle with this taxi as well, because one of the taxi drivers was quoting him an outrageous fee and he was trying to haggle. I mean, multimillionaire, but anyway, that's besides the point. And uh, yeah, I, I went up to him, asked him for an interview and he gave me, uh, he gave me like a good, I think it was close to 10 minutes. And this was in New York in February as well. So it was like snow everywhere. It was cold, cold as ice. And he gave me a, a, quick, a quick 10 minutes and, let this following story, part of the story, be a lesson to you all. If you are aspiring journalist or aspiring anybody in the aspiring to be in the news field, so I was speaking to George about making his make, making his comeback and what have you. And I obviously, in the midst of realizing I'm interviewing one of the greatest combat sports athletes of all time, I didn't put two and two together that George is in New York at the same time when the UFC are in New York. Uh, for for an event in in Brooklyn, and this is when I was asking him about his oh his comeback, and he was like oh yeah there's there's talks and blah 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 there's positives and and what have you, and so I thought right I'll sit in the story because nobody else will ha- no nobody else will have this blah 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 blah, so I waited a few days until like I got back to to the UK I was gonna do it and then boom Ariel Hanarani announces GSP's renewed like signed coming back and whatever so don't ever sleep on news people if you get it report it as soon as you can. Quick question. Yes. Was this around was this around the same time where they saw the video of John and GSP out, outside the same club? No, 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 no. It wasn't. It wasn't. Why are you trying to bring that? No. I'm what? asking. I didn't I asked. I didn't know. I was asking. No, 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 no. This this was uh like this, this was it must have been like maybe like five five uh, PM in, in New York when, okay. it, when it happened. But no, it it, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. <laughs> Don't be looking at me like that and being all facetious, Mister Mister Kairos Broadley. All right, Mister Morgan, you're up. You're okay. up. It would seem that I am up now. 
You couldn't have failed to notice at the beginning of this week that um, Rose Namajunas was doing the rounds in terms of the timeline and the timeline patter. Um, as you know, look, Zhang Weili is scheduled to make her defense of a UFC strawweight title. And Rose Namajunas is uh, looking to pull that title off her. But before all of this, as is customary, um, each fighter will obviously talking to various outlets. And one of the outlets that um, Rose Namajunas spoke to was a Lithuanian outlet called LRT. Now, in this, I think it's only right that I play the entirety of this. It's about one and a half minutes, but I think it will give context to what I'm about to say next, because... Um, well, you judge for yourself whether these were ill-fated words from Rose. You know, Nunes. the animosity and things like that, um, those can be very motivating factors in, in, in short moments. But in all actuality, um, going into the fight, there was, I was, maybe there was certain um, rivalries and things like that, but I always kept myself in control. I never tried to, I never really hated the person. And I don't hate Whaley or anything like that. There's nothing... Um, you know, but, but I, but I do, um, but I do feel as though I have, I have a lot to fight for in this fight and what she represents. And, um, you know, uh, I was just, I was just kind of reminding myself of, you know, all the, my background and everywhere that I come from and my family and everything like that. And, we watched, um, and I kind of wanted to educate my training partner, uh, Chico Camus, on uh, the Lithuanian struggle and, like, just the history of it all. And um, so we watched the other dream team just to kind of get, like, a overall sentiment of what we fight for. And um, so just the, after watching that, it was just a huge reminder of, like, yeah, it's better, better dead than red, you know? And I think... Um, I don't think it's any coincidence that Whaley is red. You know, she's, uh, that's what she represents. It's nothing personal against her, but um, that's a huge motivating factor of why I fight and I fight for freedom. And uh, I've got, I've got uh, the Christ consciousness. I've got Lithuanian blood and I've got the American dream and all of those things I'm taking with me into this fight. Now from where I'm sat, and this is my question to you guys. That was quite emotionally charged and to a certain extent, racially charged. I mean, hear me out. Maybe I'm putting too much store by this, but when you talk about having Lithuanian blood coursing through your veins in the historical context of where um, she's coming from and putting into the mix China and the relationship between Lithuania and China, it makes me think that, especially the carefully chosen route by which she came to this statement, you could see that almost she was trying to rein in what she really wanted to say, but this is where we arrived at when she talked at rather uh, dead than red. There were some, for me, overtones, if not downright, um, racially charged language that she was using there. And my question to you is, have we got the stomach to stand behind 
Rose Nama Yunus. And is it time that we kind of stop treating her with kid gloves and calling her, you know, somebody who is still trying to find herself, somebody who is not that confident, somebody who is clearly struggling with um, issues, mental issues at that? Or is it time that we, like I'm going to do, say it with my chest and call it as I see it, that I think that Rose Nambi Yunus is a racist. Mm. I'm going to go with Kairos. As far as racism, my definition of racist is different. So no, because I don't think she's actively trying to subdue a group of people based off of their race using her position of power. But you could say she's prejudiced based off of that statement that she said in my mind. So maybe our definitions are different and that's why. But let's not get it twisted, okay? The same way we would look at Mike Perry if he said this, the same way we would look at, in fact, Mike Perry said stuff similar to this when he fought um, the gentleman in his UFC debut, I forget his name, yeah. he was from China, and he was saying all this racist stuff to him at the way, and everyone's like, it's so funny, he's so passionate. And then years later, when people started hating on Mike Perry, they started using that against them. The same way we would look at it if someone else said it is the same way we need to look at it when she says it. They're around the same age, so like we need to stop this whole thing of you're so innocent, you're a Chanel. That has got to go. She had, th she had thought this through. If the, for the people who see the interview, she's sitting there and she's talking, and that second where she pauses, she's just like... She's contemplating what she's about to say. It's obvious yeah. that she's thought about it and she's thinking about it. And then she still said that dumb shit. As far as her, her entire statement from her saying, I represent America. I, yes, you do. You represented America very well in that interview because you showed everyone just how fucking stupid we are. That was the first thing. The second thing is this. She's saying she's fighting for freedom. Homie, you're fighting for a paycheck. You are not freeing the kids in Congo with a victory over Ioannia and Jacek at UFC 217 or 211 or whatever number it is. You aren't fighting for freedom. You're fighting for a paycheck. We need to, Americans got to stop acting like people are fighting. A lot of people have this conception that everything we do is just just in everything that we do and it makes no sense it's not true whatsoever even certain people i'm not going to go down that road we're going to stick with roles i'm not even going to go down that tangent but mm -hmm. it makes no sense for so many people to say such such dumb shit so confidently and the problem that i have with this too is there are going to be people who constantly make excuses for her there's going to be people who constantly give her the benefit of the doubt but they wouldn't reciprocate that to another person and that's the true heart of this issue right here and now and another and the last problem that i have with this and I'll move on is I'm so sick and tired of people using Christianity to justify the bullshit that comes out. I got the Christ conscience. No, you don't got the Christ conscience saying that dumb stuff. No, you do not. No, God did not tell you to say that. He did not tell you to say that. And Whaley, and Zhang Whaley, just because she lives in China doesn't mean she supports her government structure. Right. She lives there. What is she supposed to do? What is she supposed to say? That... That is the privilege that we have in America, to not be happy with the current structure and express our consent about how we don't support it and us not receive severe repercussions as you would in other countries. And that, oh my God, there was nothing that you can say to justify what she said in my mind. Stop making excuses for her. I know you're listening right now. Whoever you are listening, don't even, don't even fix your lips to type on your phone right now about a rebuttal. I don't want to hear that shit at all. Don't even at me. Don't at If you at me, I will seriously send you a video of a shit-filled toilet and tell you to eat it. I'm not playing with y'all. <laughs> no. Wow. I just want to jump in there just to kind of address some of the things that you were saying there in terms of racism. For me, I, I feel as though we may be um, almost on the same page, but I see racism as the ability or someone's ability to oppress or suppress. It's to do with power because this is the basis of color of skin.
Now, there is a power thing at play here because when you think of this is been, has been said against the widely publicized Asian hate that's sweeping America right now, maybe this wasn't the time to actually say that. Maybe also factor in that she has in her rhetoric racist tropes I've got Lithuanian blood, I've got the American dream, and all of those things I'm taking into this fight with me. The thing that really does stick out for me though, the thing that kind of like makes it very uncomfortable, we're very unpalatable, and that's why I cited racism, is this is a power play, this is a power thing. Rose has the ability to oppress and suppress Wally Zhang, she does, just by very nature of where she's sat right now. So that's why I talked about racism. But also, when you look at the narrative being played out across America, it's the wrong time for this type of rhetoric. I, 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 see, I see your point, Mike. There's a, it, it's, a, it's, it's a salient point. But we need to go back to the Mike Perry thing. I believe it was his cornerman that said something during the fight. It wasn't uh, it wasn't build up. I think to, to go back, he said, the cornerman said, he can't even open his motherfucking eyes to uh, about a limb. I can't remember the guy's first name, but uh, yeah, we're just cl clearing that up just so then there's no other, uh, <laughs> there's there's no issues, there's no litigation against Mr. Bodley. But going back to, to what Mike said, I think Rose is probably guilty of casual racism. I wouldn't say it's, it's overt and... Uh, Obviously, there's a big debate over the last year of what constitutes as racism and what and what isn't. Racism isn't somebody saying, "Oh, the end, fuck you, fuck you, n word, or fuck you, c word, or fuck you, p word, or what have you." It's there. It's 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 like there's so many layers to it. It's like an onion, if you if you know what I mean. But I think Rose, in this instance, she is guilty of casual racism at this moment in time. And as you said, anti-Asian rhetoric, which was whipped up by the president and uh, many of his supporters, it's it's so high at this moment in time. And to to just, to carelessly come out and say, say, what, say what she did and to to perpetuate the, the narrative of, oh yeah, everybody from, from China supports the Chinese government and they're bad and, and, and what have you. It's, to me, to me, it's, it, it's appalling. Like, I, I don't think she did it intentionally. I, I, I really don't, but I think she, she gave us a glimpse into how she sees things and how, into how, how she sees the world. But I mean, I've, I, I understand obviously her having, uh, a, being very passionate about communism because obviously Lithuania were, um, they, they, they were under occupation from Russia, the, the communists, and, but they were also under occupation from, from the Nazis as well. Let's not, let's, let's not forget this. I'm not trying to say that, oh yeah, they're, they're on par with the Nazis or what have you, but let's, if we're going to go and delve into history, there were a few of the a few of the people that helped to to uh, to stave off communism in Lithuania were also collaborators with some of the Nazis. That's just that's just how it how it is. That's a that's a history lesson. Going back to the communist communist part of it, I understand why she would feel so for strongly against it. But to assume that somebody just because they hail from a country is in line in line with the country's pol politics and uh, ideologies and everything is just it's asinine it's absolutely stupid i mean that, that that's like saying okay because rose nami Yunus is an american she agreed with donald trump uh holding those kids in detention centers and, and separating them from their families that, that that that's 
that that's a black and white way of, of putting it. I think it's just for me. I think it was casual racism and uh, and, and and ignorance. And as as you said, Mike. Like, I mean, how old is she? She's twenty eight years old. This this isn't this isn't like uh, what's that girl's name? This isn't like Kay Hansen, where she was probably influenced by a previous relationship with the whole Candace Owen things. We've talked about this beforehand. This isn't a teenager who's been influenced and, and, and said this. This is a fully grown woman who. Who, who knows what's right and what, what is right and what is wrong. Again, I don't think she intentionally said like said this to whip up a race storm or whatever. I think it was just some casual racism prejudice. I'm not saying she's a racist at what, whatsoever, but I mean, you, if this is Mike Perry, this would be like the, the coverage of this on, on the MMA timeline would be twice as bad. And I think the headlines would be twice as bad because some of the headlines that I've seen, they've been quite, uh, What's the word? Uh, they've been quite light. They've just been saying uh, Rose Namajunas has uh, injected politics into into uh, the the pre-fight amble or, or what have you. But if this was, say, for instance, if this was Mike Perry, and obviously Mike Perry has done some bad things in in his time, and he's not devoid of criticism. But if this was Mike Perry, for instance, this would be Mike Mike Perry goes and racially fueled charged or something like that, or words to that effect. So I think the media as well as being a bit complicit in, in, in not babying Rose, but in perpetuating the narrative that, oh, she's this, this, this glowing angel who can do no wrong or, or, or what have you. Do, do you. do you, do you see the point I'm trying to make, Kairos? You're right. And the problem is a lot of people don't understand who this person is. Like people, people want to idolize. We had this conversation. All. People idolize these people and they don't even understand them or they haven't even been watching for a long period of time. Rose has had these views for close to five plus years. This is the person who was following PragerU on Instagram and then got called out for it and then unfollowed them. And I searched through like different people who she follows too. They were following PragerU also. They just didn't, they just don't have the audience that Rose has. And then, so it's just like, okay. Any per- if for you for those of you who don't know what PragerU is, their alternate, what's the word? An alternate education network where they present to you facts with a specific spin on it to help fuel their views. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my views on it, but just know it's not the most credible and not the most unbiased source when it comes to information being presented to you. It's just not. They get a whole bunch of coons on there and they get them to talk bad about black people. They, get, they do a lot of stuff like that. They, that's what PragerU does. And the fact that Rose Namunas follows them and has some, I, I remember her posting one time on her story, a simple like, I remember it was like two to three years ago because that's what triggered a lot of people who didn't know that she followed PragerU to horn her tail. And she got dragged on Twitter for like two minutes about it. Guys, you don't know her. We don't know her. We don't know her, the whole rationale that's driving force beyond her belief. So stop acting like she's this angel just because y'all want to see her that way and because you like seeing her play the piano and jump rope and the fact that she's a... Forget it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's... I, I, I can believe it when I saw it, but it's just to... As I said in, in, my, in my rant beforehand, to just assume that somebody is in line with the government policies just because they're from from a native of that country it's for for lack of a better term it's stupidity it's 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 pure stupidity to yeah as i, I use the example of uh, the detention centers the uh, immigrant detention centers and there's a myriad of other ones that i could uh, i could use and say that oh does uh d- does rose agree i, I don't even want to get into 
past shit that Donald Trump has said. What she said was stupid. I think need to just stop at um, Donald Trump. I mean, look at our governments and some of the policies that they've oh, actually... Of course, man, of course. I mean, when you think about it, the whole bombing of Iraq was instigated, supported by Tony Blair, who basically said that they had the ability to have and bombing capability to actually do damage within, what was it, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes? And on the strength of what he told the House of Commons, we went to war. We actually were part of an atrocity. Now, are we, as in me, Chisanga, uh, are we party to that? Are, are we being lumped into this whole regime um, ethos? Because it is a regime. Yeah. No, we don't think like that. This is government policy. It's not our policy. It's not stuff that we believe in. So, yeah, like I say, you could stop at Donald Trump, but, you know, we also need to look at, you know, where our government policies have actually um, possibly tarred us with the same brush for people who think like Rose. I know, of course, of course. I mean, but I think most people, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not trying to say Rose is stupid or, or what have you, obviously, we have to take into account the um, the, the communist occupation of of uh, Lithuania, and that's why she, to a certain extent, ha has has the views that she has. They're not correct, in, in my opinion, but I can it, that that has to be put put out there. But it, no, I'm, I'm getting frustrated, man. I'm, I'm even getting a little bit of a sweat talking about this because it's, <laughs> <laughs> to 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 come to come out with that and just oh man. It, but I'm glad there is a corner of MMA uh, of the MMA sphere that are they are vocalizing and saying this isn't this isn't a, a teenager saying this this isn't a, a, a 21 year old or this isn't somebody who's under the age of 25 because your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25 years old and that's an argument some people use for when they say oh I've I've said some stupid shit but I'm not a fully formed adult blah 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 I don't know right from wrong this is a 28 year old woman who and by the way let's let's not forget um she's in an interrelational relationship as well because pat barry is mixed race so i mean but then again just because you're in a relationship with somebody of of one race it doesn't mean you can't be racist no. against other people. exactly exactly and this was this was uh this is what a, a lot of people fail to understand with uh gordon ryan because people he said some 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 bad shit in, in, in the past, but people are like, oh, well, he dates a Brazilian girl, blah, blah, blah. But just because he's, he's, he's dates a Brazilian girl, he was with a Brazilian girl, doesn't mean he's not racist against other people. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, what Rose said, it was, it was I don't want to say it was completely despicable, but it was, it, it was bad. And it was something that, well, I think I think I think it needs to be addressed. I, I, I think it needs to be addressed. Like I, I hope there's a pre-fight press conference, and I hope Weili Zhang asks her, "Oh, wh what do you mean by that? We, I, wouldn't you love that if then she called her out and said, oh, but what do you mean? Do you think I I agree with everything that my country does?'" She no. can't. Weili can't ask that. In that yeah, way. I know. That's I know. The problem. We got Someone has to ask that. Yeah. Somebody. Somebody has to facilitate that. But they're probably. She's. She's probably going to have to have some pre predetermined answer to uh to to devote to, to deflect away from that situation but i'd love for that um for her asinine opinion to be put to her in a public sphere 
But because, because, she's going to get away with it. She's going to get away. And even if people ask her, she's going to get away with it because people want her to get away with it. She's going to get up there and be like, oh, I spoke out of term. I shouldn't have said it that way. Or she's going to be like, I just think that the certain things are just not OK. And I can't let can't support that. Um, she's going to say some dumb shit and people are going to let it rock because they like Rose. That's my whole problem with this. I don't have a problem with people wanting to give her the benefit of the doubt because of her background or what she's been through and that sort of thing. My problem is with those people who don't do that same, like, Keep thought process with other people. That's my issue. That's my whole issue with this entire thing. We dissect everybody no matter what. If it's somebody we like, we'll, we'll say it, but we'll be tactful about it. If it's someone we don't like, we just won't be tactful about it, but we'll still say it. That's, that's what I'm asking for right here. I don't want to see people defending shit because of certain things happening. I see you the next day saying, well... Izzy never should have said that dumb shit about the Twin Towers. Like, bro. Exactly. Exactly. Bro, come on. Put, put, it, put it this way. It's a shame that it won't happen, but we know why this won't be addressed in a public sphere. We actually exist within a sport where credentials matter more than the moral aspect of what people are actually putting forward as arguments. It matters more to people to be able to rock up, cage side and cover events than to actually seek clarification on some abhorrent um, aspects of this sport. It will not be addressed. The journalists, quote unquote journalists, who will be assembled, do not have the range, do not want to upset the apple cart and do not want their credentials revoked. You know, I'm, I'm actually optimistic. I think I wouldn't be surprised if John Morgan asked, puts this question to Rose during during the press conference, if there is one. I, I, I hand on heart believe that would that will happen. But again, it's going to be some predetermined or pre-planned media, like uh, what's the word? Pre-planned diluting of the uh, of the situation to make it out as if oh, I, I only misspoke, blah, blah, blah. I didn't I don't I didn't mean that oh, yeah, because she's from China that she agrees with everything from it, but. I admire your optimism. I am I, not, I, like, I, I love I, the fact that we share, share the same surname, but this is the same John Morgan who recently had a sit down with Ali Abdelaziz and skirted around a lot of the, I would say burning issues, burning questions that us three here would put to Ali Abdelaziz. Now, he's also been in situations where pertinent questions should have been pursued follow-up questions to softballs that he's been throwing out should have been actually followed up but weren't followed up and he is no stranger to being or to have been put back in his box by Dana White and has given no pushback after being pushed back by Dana White well I mean we one can only hope but <laughs> And then, and yeah, also, yeah, like sure. I, I, I wanted to to um, to speak about this because there's, there's there's shades of well, it's it's not as overt as the uh, the, the preamble to to Covington against Usman, but you know full well when they're in the cage in the midst of the battle, it's just going to be chance of USA, USA, yep. USA against against time. Well, when it really should be Lithuania. <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> Do you, do you know what I mean? It's, Hold on, we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that to Rose. We can't. We can't no, 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 no. Listen, listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying she's okay. done. 
potentially or whatever. Co Covington knew exactly what he was doing. And obviously there was chance of USA, USA against Kamara Usman, who's a United States national for I, I don't know how long, but she's unwittingly, She's. Uh, I think she would have un, 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 uh, unwittingly and unintentionally. She would have emboldened those that 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 part of the fan base that we know is somewhat xenophobic. Mm. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. It, okay. It's, it's not, like, I don't. I don't think she's done it on purpose. Let me. Let me. Let me put that out there. But unwittingly, she would have emboldened them. And then, yeah. And then, yeah. And don't get me wrong. The, her, her comments in general have sparked debate and has brought to the fore some of uh, some of the atrocities that China are committing. Let's not say, let, let's not beat around the bush here. Like what China are doing to the Uyghur Muslims, taking them off into internment camps. And like, it's, it's just not being spoken about because of China's influence across the world. It's abhorrent. It's, it, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but comment on that. Comment on the atrocities. Don't bring Wally Zhang into exactly. what essentially has been perpetrated by someone other than Wally Zhang. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if, I, 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 I just hope that she, she, she learns a lesson from this. I, I, I really do. This is a, uh, I, I think it should be a wake up call. It really should be, but whether or not lessons actually yeah, wake up call, she don't give a fuck. Work. But do you know what as well? Like, I mean, the guy who interviewed her, I assume he's from the LRT. So is that the national Lithuanian outlet? Yeah, that's right. Um, look, I'm I'm not trying to have a dig at him as 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 a reporter or what have you. I I don't I don't know who like I I don't know him personally or, or what have you. But you would have liked to you would you would have liked to have seen him question to push back and say okay, but what 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 do you mean by that and and just also this, make a blanket statement and say okay, well, just because she's from China doesn't necessarily mean that they they hold the same views. But I mean, maybe he holds the same views. That's why I didn't seem like he should no, challenge you see, it. If, if you watch, I don't want to say that as, as uh, definitively, though. If you watch the video, you can see the horror in his face when those words are tumbling out of her mouth. And he says something along the lines of, don't quote me, I'm paraphrasing. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised that you say that. And then he kind of moves on. And it made mm. me think you have no balls you have not pushed back on what is clearly a racist statement clearly racist sentiment uh, and in the background playing out on a nightly basis on us news you have these atrocities which are taking place where asian americans are being attacked they're being attacked not because of anything other than they are asian yeah i mean it's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, let's 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 leave it at that. I think we've I think we've made some some uh, relevant points on it, and I think indeed, indeed. So moving forward to this weekend's action, we've obviously got UFC on Saturday and Bellator two five seven on Friday. I just really wanted to have a quick canter through from your perspectives from either card, what you're actually looking forward to, what is going to float your boat. For me, it's um, Mr. Hamasi versus Mr. Daly. Um, Sabah Hamasi versus Paul Daly goes down at uh, Bellator 257 on Friday. This being the last fight that we will see uh, Paul Daly in, as he has previously mentioned that he's going to hang him up. And um, it's 
bittersweet, really. It's, uh, it's bitter from the point of view that he did not hold the Bellator strap. It's bitter also from the point of view that hope against hope, I guess, is where I'm coming from, where I was thinking in the back of my mind it would be a fairytale ending if he was to ride off into the sunset from the UFC. But it's um, sweet in the respect that he's going to have a lot of time to coach his um, his 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 burdening or the, 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 the stable of fighters who he's actually uh, got under his wing at uh, Spirit Dojo, his incredible um, facility up there in Nottingham. So uh, I have to say this weekend for me is all about Paul Semtex Daly and Sabah Hamasi. How about you guys? Yeah, man. I've, it's I, I'm really looking forward to the Paul Daly against Sabah Hamasi, but at the same time, I'm not looking forward to it because I don't want to see him, him go out. Do you know what I mean? Because he's been for for as long as I've been a mixed martial arts fan, he's been he's been at the forefront of representing the UK MMA. And yeah, I, I would have loved to have seen him go out with uh, with with the world championship, but obviously that just it was it wasn't meant to be. But he'll go down in the UK mixed martial arts, and I think across the world, he he's he's got his respect across the world. Everybody. Everybody knows what Paul, who Paul Daly is, and knows how good he was on on his day. It's, but it's just, I just, I won't be able to process it because I was always forever still thinking of him as an active fighter as well. But I mean, props to him. He's had a great career. I mean, he's he's, he's fought all, all over the world, fought in the biggest mixed martial arts promotion, in both the mixed biggest mixed martial arts promotions in the world. And thank you for the memories, Paul. I think that's that's I suppose that's all we can say. But. Going back to the card, like or both cards, I'm well. Obviously, Whitaker versus uh, Gaslam is a is a big fight, but I'm also interested to see what's happening. Well, the outcome of Jeremy Stevens against Drakkar Close, because I mean, Jeremy Stevens, I believe he's on a four fight skid or or, or so, and are the UFC gonna 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 keep him around? Oh, no, he, no, he's not on a four fight skid. He's, I'm pretty sure. He's lost four of his last five. One was a no contest, the Yaya Rodriguez eye poke. So it'll be interesting to see if the UFC decide to keep him around. Um, I, I don't know if they want to keep him around for the role of, of gatekeeper, but I think he's also going to cost them uh, or Venom quite a bit of money because of the amount of fights he's had in the promotion. So that could be another reason why he's potentially ushered out the door other than, than his record. And yeah, Drakkar Close, I believe this would be his first fight is it since the, the Dariush madness, the, the back and forth. So it be interesting to see how he uh, bounces back from that. And yeah, that's other than the main event is the fight I'm looking forward to the most. Kairos? Outside of that main event on the UFC card, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to be honest with you. I saw a tweet today, and it was, I forget who, oh, it was UFC Obsessed. She said, so excited to see these two gentlemen go at it. And it was Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gastelum. And Josh Thompson commented, what about this card? He posted the Bellator card, and everyone shit on him about it. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, fuck that UFC card. They only got one fight that I really care about. I, I want to see Julius Anglicus, uh, what's his name? Julius Anglicus 
face uh the millard guy i don't know millard but i was brought was, he was brought to my attention by this other guy and started watching him and i watched a few of his fights i thought he was pretty talented so i want to see him and how well he does at a uh, light heavyweight but i'm just going to keep it a buck like i i'm more appealed to watching the bellator card than i am of the ufc card this weekend i'm not i'm not trying to be a hipster i'm not trying to that's just how i feel right now yeah of course but, man need both against phil davis and then Corey against yeah like yagi mishuridov man those two fights i want to see those two fights alone man if, I, yeah it's, it's a better card let's not beat around the bush we're not they're gonna kill you for that don't say it don't say it don't say card. i'm just putting out there just be like the people will be coming for me because they don't <laughs> know who these yeah. people are <laughs> like that, that's, that's what i'm saying don't say it you're right but don't say this <laughs> yeah Come at me, people. I've had work. People come at me for worse. So fire your shots. Fire your shots. That's all. And, and, and any love for my man, Saul Rogers, who's taking on Mads Burnell? I mean, for me, and I'm with Kairos in terms of like what I'm kind of like leaning towards, what I'm kind of like looking forward to most. It is Bellator 257. But no, Mads Burnell. And, um, my man there, uh, seriously, I, I do think Saul Rogers is going to be a problem for Mads Burnell. That hangman is going to be living up to his name. But anyway, sorry, I cut you off there, Chisanga. No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you cut me off because I completely forgot Saul was fighting this weekend. And also, Pedro Cavallo is fighting on this card as well. Pedro fought Pitbull in his last fight, if I'm pretty sure he, he challenged for the title, came up short. I mean, this is a very good card. Really, really good card. But again... <laughs> I think most of our followers are just, uh, yeah. I don't I don't want to say UFC shills, but they are more inclined to watch a UFC card than they are a Bellator card. But thankfully, Bellator is obviously on the Friday night, so they don't have to choose and watch both. And speaking of the Friday night, uh, my man Kairos is, uh, is brewing up something kind of nice for the fans in terms of interactions over at Twitter Spaces. Kairos, unpack all of this, man. I'm excited. Can't wait. Yes, we are putting together Twitter spaces. Hopefully we do this every single week of a fighting event, but we're going to be putting together spaces where sometimes we'll have guests, they'll speak up and you can ask them questions. Sometimes we'll just chat it up with our, amongst ourselves. Whatever happens, happens. We're going to go with the flow. Um, one thing, though, I want to apologize for the last week. There was multiple instances where I could have said something and I didn't have to say something mean, but I could have just been more. I don't know. I could have just been more definitive about how I went about managing the spaces. I feel like when you become a people pleaser, you try and please everyone. That's the problem. So this time I'm letting y'all know right now, if you say some dumb shit, you were going to get flamed for it. I'm not going to, I'm usually hyping. I'm using this type of person on the pod and I shouldn't just calm it down in the spaces. If you say some dumb shit, you're going to get it. I'm sorry. I don't think you should apologize in any way, shape or form. That's my job as the person co-hosting to actually jump in and to ensure that people who are getting out of line are stomped out. It's your job, I feel, to keep the, the vibe nice, to keep the place on in that happy place and to ensure that everybody's having a good time. That would say, I, I would say that speaks more to your personality as well. I don't think you owe anyone an apology and I won't have it. Your apology, now you see what I'm doing here? I'm screwing your apology up and I'm throwing it out. That's your apology. All right, quick pick. Who's winning the main event in the Whitaker Gastelum? Oh, God. <laughs> Y'all go first. I'm not doing it. 
I'm but, going Whitaker only because I would just want to see him, you know, get an, a, another um, beating. But really and truly, I just think. Yeah. Why? I love Izzy. Izzy's my boy. Okay, yeah, but I mean, oh, come on, man. <laughs> just because you like a fighter doesn't mean you have to. You, you have to hate on another fighter and hope they get their ass kicked. <laughs> no, no. I hope he comes through this so that yeah. he can get his ass kicked. But is he? That's off. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm picking Bobby Knuckles to, to, to win. Sure. Kelvin Gasolin. He's been hot and he's been cold. Obviously, he he lost to Jack Hermanson very quickly via heel hook, and then he bounced back against Ian Heinish. It was a decent display against Ian Heinish, but I just think Whitaker is going to be too much for him. Too much in and out movement. Yeah, I'm Bobby Knuckles. I'm going to go Bobby Knuckles via TKO. I'm going to go Bobby Knuckles mm. via fourth round TKO. I know Kelvin's very, very durable, but I just I, I just got a feeling that Bobby's going to bring the sauce this weekend. You know, if this fight would have happened when it was originally scheduled, I would have picked Kelvin to wipe the floor with him. I would have picked Kelvin to absolutely mollywop him. But ever since... I don't know. Ever since he fought Izzy, his trajectory has just shot down drastically. I don't know if maybe he's resting on his laurels. I don't know if he's just not the same person after going through a fight like that. But I can't in good conscience pick him over Robert because of that. Maybe if he was having more success, I would be, feel more comfortable with this pick. Because my, my heart, my heart of heart says Kelvin. But my mind is like, yeah. <sighs> It, it, it's just I'd be very hard pressed to pick Kelvin over Rob based off of performances and based off of what we know about Rob. But if Kelvin wins, that'd be great for him. But it's just like there's something you got to fix. So I'm picking Robert Whitaker. Unfortunately, I don't want to pick him. I don't think that <laughs> he deserves another shot at Israel Adesanya after this, because let's just be honest, if I wasn't competitive, I told y'all motherfuckers it wasn't going to be competitive. And y'all were so in his second time it's going to be worse. It's going to be worse. Yeah, the fight might have been not big get better, but I disagree with the notion that he doesn't deserve it. I mean... He deserves it. He deserves it more than everybody else. He, I just don't want to see it. He deserves it. Fair enough. We were... We were I was going to fucking tear you a new one if you... If yeah. you were, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. Yeah. Okay, so who's closing out the show? I think we should give it to Mr. Bodley. Mr. Bodley, if you want to catch us on Twitter, you can follow us at Kairos MMA 2. If you want to follow my man Mike, follow him at Mike at Wo- Ooh. What's <laughs> Mike at Woe TV. Mike Woe TV. I can cut this bit, which I won't. <laughs> All right, cool. If you want to catch my man Chisanga Malata, you can follow him at Chisanga underscore Malata. If, wait, is that correct? That is correct, good sir. That is correct. Good, good, good. If you want to follow G. She got eight accounts. I always forget which account she has. <laughs> I want to say G from State Farm. I want to say G. I, bro, I don't know which account is the handle for her. Just Gina MMA. Just yep. Gina MMA. There we go. <laughs> we ain't forgot about you, G. I'm sorry. It's just so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right, people. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of Shots Fired. Feel free to at us if you agree or disagree with our hot takes. We are we're always open to, uh, to debate and to shutting down your uh, your BS views. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the for the people listening, Kairos was uh, flipping the bird to to the uh, to the angry Twitter people who will no doubt be in our mentions. 
in a couple hours after listening to this. But I hope so. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of your week and enjoy the weekend when it comes.